So, like, this guy asked me the last day what my favourite song is, and I hate when people ask that because you have so many songs going through your head and you don't want to say one because it's like you're you're you're, you're not honouring the other great songs out there. Mm -hmm. But, like, the classics are coming through in my head, you know, like Toxic, mm. Poker Face, TikTok. Um, but then I, I really thought about it and I realised I think my favourite song of all time is Happy Birthday. Classic? It's a tune. Classic. It's a tune. It's a hook. Yeah. It's been played for years. And you only hear it once a year normally as well. So. Well, you hear it several times a year. Well, but actually, once yeah. a year to your set of well, for, for you. you do because you get invited to birthday parties, but I don't. Oh, so you only hear it for yourself. Actually, I don't think I even hear it for myself. I didn't get sung Happy Birthday this year. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was a birthday. Is that birthday? normal though? I turned 23 this year. I don't know if that's normal. Like, to, I didn't get a Happy Birthday song or anything. I definitely did in my I had 24. three <laughs> people post on my Facebook wall. But that, 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 that is a sad thing that happens, yeah. isn't it? Once you get older, you get less of those, like, uh, thoughtful Facebook posts. And I was thinking, like, I don't care, but really free? Yeah, I know, free. I know. No, I get it. I put up a nice Instagram post, though. Oh, yeah, thank that's, you. That's more meaningful yeah. than a little Facebook Appreciate one. That. But yeah, it's like, literally, when you're in, like, secondary school, final year, it's like, you get people, like, putting up these collage photos of you, and you get, like, up to 50. <laughs> and as you get older, it's, like, just two or three people, like, your aunt and uncle is going, Happy birthday, Sebastian. Literally. <laughs> I know it is so sad. One was like, um, <laughs> I shouldn't even say this on the podcast. Oh, go for it. Um, one was like my one, like one of my um, like aunties from the US. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I'm not going to say. Anything. Oh come on, no! Cause, no. Cause someone, you, someone you of them might up. listen to this. And you just they, set it up. <laughs> basically, they said they miss me. Yeah, but. I don't think they do. I don't, I don't know. Like, I no, I like get it's you. It's just a thing people say, but it's like I only say I miss someone if I mean it. Oh yeah. I, I just felt like it wasn't true. No, I, was I like, feel that. You haven't that. seen me in in years. You probably don't remember what I look like. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally feel that. It happens so much when I go home and you like have the quickest, shortest, most nothing conversation with someone who's like, I don't know, your dad's friend or your mom's first cousin, and the conversation ends so quickly because you both have nothing to say to each other, and then the other person will go. Will always say something to me like, I'll see you around or I'll definitely see you soon or something no, like won't. that. It's like, oh, maybe you will, but it's like, you don't care. You don't want to. It's yeah. like, why are you saying that? <laughs> and also, it's oh, annoying. You want to have this exchange again? <laughs> it's annoying when someone you wished happy birthday early in the year oh, doesn't yeah. say it to you. Oh, I noticed that. Well, well, I wish one of my cousins a happy birthday. If anyone listened to this, like, I don't mean any offense. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> we can the, cut the it fact. if you want. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's just the etiquette of happy birthdays. I said happy birthday to him. He didn't send me a message. No, no, I, I, I totally noticed that. Also, I mean, I don't care. I'll say anything. Just don't uh, lie. You saw Facebook gave you a notification when you woke up and said it's Sebastian's birthday today. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. When, when the standard is so different, that's what makes me angry. Like my, I'm not going to say the person's name, but like I put up a, a collage for my friend's birthday of like you know pictures of, of the two of us and like a little meaningful thing about it and his his birthday is pretty close to mine then mine comes around i don't even get a message from him i'm like oh, okay oh, you know what i mean like this isn't this isn't a fair uh but the hierarchy here is <laughs> i don't appreciate it but yeah that's i've got a lot out of me saying the happy birthday yeah, is my favorite this had nothing to do with the simpsons <laughs> no but hey it's like a nice little cold open uh guys no. welcome <laughs> welcome no. to dylan and sebastian have a simpsons podcast Wait, do it though you do Okay, cool. Woohoo! Um, the podcast of myself and Sebastian here have a step one towards building our empire. Um, and before we jump into the episode, just what, what, we, what we were talking about just there, I thought it was a really cool suggestion, just to talk about like things yeah. that we're considering for future podcasts. Is we were talking about like doing like a Halloween special in October where we rank every single tree as a horror. I think it's a great idea. Great. Yeah. And you don't have to do it, you know, you don't have to it's watch a, them all It's a day. job. We just spend a week 
watching them. Oh yeah, then. easily. W- would you rank them like episode by episode or like segment by segment? I think it's going to be really difficult to do it segment by segment. We can do segment by segment if you want. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Tricky no, one. I think that's Segment fair. by segment, yeah. yeah. Because it's so different. There's so many episodes where it's like, okay, well, overall, this episode is better than this Trias Horror. But this Trias Horror had the better segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This know. one segment, I, I yeah. preferred to every segment like, All three that were good one. on this. Yeah. Two were bad on this, but one was amazing. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's better that way. I mean, it'll be a pretty epic podcast. But um, I'm down for it. Yeah, I think it's a great yeah, idea. It might be a two, two-parter. It could be, it could be, yeah. It idea of a Halloween special all things to consider and but another thing before we get into it yeah Dylan did not bring a donut again <laughs> so we, we have not eaten a donut before the podcast which I thought was a ritual um, <laughs> we did it twice well, here's, this, here's the thing it is nice to have a donut before the podcast but here's the thing is I, I work at a donut place that's why I gave Sebastian a donut like the last two podcasts now I'm getting greedy and I expect them every time but you also said you prefer to do podcasts on days that I'm not working so it's like you can't get the best of both worlds but you get a donut but you, it's also on a day that yeah, you know true. what I mean yeah we could jump into the episode then yeah let's go yeah so today we're reviewing a made mag it is the 10th episode of the 33rd season and yeah let's jump into it we have a very quick little title scroll before the episode happens it's just santa uh going through on his self-flying sled <laughs> i thought that was a funny little yeah, quick I, visual I for some reason thought this was going to be like a christmas episode yeah i know <laughs> they do that sometimes it's really weird obviously the episode came out at christmas time so they decided to do a little opening but it's kind of jarring but do a christmas episode yeah it's a little jarring when, when they have the opening as like christmasy but then the episode itself is not christmas at all mm-hmm. I, I always find it really weird they find ones where it's like it's like the entire opening you know like barring the chalkboard and them going through springfield and stuff but it's all christmasy they've had that before but then the episode itself oh is God. not a christmas episode i don't like that no it, it's very <laughs> jarring it, like, it only works when you release the episode like i i get that but then for the rest of the year, it just looks really weird, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan either. But that being said, the quick little self-flying sled gag was funny. Um, but jumping in, we cut to the family going to an Angelica Button amusement park, which is a character or, like, a, a thing they've had on the show throughout the years. It's obviously their way of, par- of parodying Harry Potter. Um, that it's just stay as a character that, that they pet because Harry Potter has remained popular. Yeah. Um but he overtakes a test to find out which house he is. He finds out that he's a, a grizzled dump, um, sworn enemy to Flufflebuff. Flufflebuff, <laughs> right. Flufflebuff really got me. That was very funny. And these team park employees come up to him and start like taunting him. Um, but like, at least it doesn't they're just employees. So he's like, oh, cool. That means they can't fight back. <laughs> he punches them. <laughs> it's like, actually, we're contractors. That's all good. Um, actually, we're contractors and start running away. And he's like, oh, save me, fe- uh, fellow gr- f- f- Fluffledump or gr- Grizzledump. And he grabs like, like sort of like a Dobby type character. And the character's like, I'm known for my stomach aches. My character was cut from the movies. <laughs> Marriage decides to check on Grandpa. She calls him. It's like a really old fashioned like, telephone thing where you have yeah. to get through to the line before getting through the person you're looking for so she's like i'd have to get i'd have to be put through to my dad please and the lady's like all right Marge, putting you through to the old 712 <laughs> um grandpa picks up the phone she's like everything okay and um he's like everything's a-okay which is what martin van buren said during his election campaign thankfully i'm on my anti-rambling meds i remember the first day i took them 
that's it. <laughs> and uh, we see that Maggie's playing with Snowball, <laughs> just sand in the living room. And he's like, we're having great fun at the beach. And Maggie made a new friend. Ooh, they brought some sun cream. <laughs> it's putting it all around his face. Um, and then cut to the family going on like... Uh, it's like the teapot, right, in Harry Potter, but instead it's like a, a magic cauldron. Um, Bart starts, like, spinning the spinning it too fast, and Homer's like, why did I think this was a good idea? And Lisa's like, it's the most fun we can have without having to talk to you. <laughs> and then, like, goes so fast, it propels them all into a gift shop. <laughs> Bart asks for three ones with holders and the five-year magic wand warranty, and Lisa asks for the one that costs a little extra because they give a wand to a child in need. <laughs> and Homer's like, oh, just what I wanted, to spend more money. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is a parody of the Harry Potter land in Universal. I yeah. suppose you've ever been to Universal? Do you know what? Surprisingly, I have. Oh, you have? Well, the, cool. one, the one in California with the Harry Potter land. I've been there. Oh, you've been I've there? I got a wand for $80. Eight, $80? $80. That's insane. I know. <laughs> it's good, though. It's a really good wand. Does it do anything rather than just being a stick? No, but it, like you can tell it was well made. But yeah, yeah. of course, like it was a ripoff. It was like it's a cool definitely one. Was... Wow, I, know, I was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, fair. Big Actually, Harry Potter fan. Still not great. That's like a, a little too old to be spending eighty dollars on a wand. Did you try butterbeer? Yeah, and it was disgusting. It's gross, isn't it? I'm yeah. so I'm so upset. Oh my god, it's absolutely gross. When will Americans learn that you can't just make things nice by putting butter in it? Butter and, um, what was it? Oh, is it cream soda that they call it? It's so cream. gross. I like cream soda. I do I not. also had the pumpkin juice thing. Mm, it's another no, they didn't have that. Pumpkin juice, disgusting. Also not nice. Though. Oh my god. Yeah, all the food in Harry Potter land was gross. I know, right? But it's a magical area. The ride is so good. Harry yeah. Potter's Forbidden Journey. Were you on the Simpsons area? I mean, connecting it back to the park. Yeah, I went to the Simpsons bit <sighs> and I went on that, like, sort of, Simpsons um, ride? Yeah, the sort of virtual reality. Yeah, yeah, we're going to roll a coaster and decide if I was trying to kill you. I was in the one in Universal in um, Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. So it's the same area. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god, I was, I, th- I think we spent at least an hour and a half in just the Simpsons area because I was so in love. Yeah, I bet. Did, 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 did your one have, like, the Kang Kodos ride as well? Or was it like you ride under tentacles? I don't uh, remember that. I think the one in Orlando's a little bigger. Um, I went to Krusty Burger for my for my dinner. Oh, nice. <laughs> Had a Krusty Burger, yeah. And you did? <laughs> um, it was actually delicious. That's a really good burger. I remember the employees there looked like they wanted to kill themselves, of which course. I wouldn't mind if it was part of the character, because that's actually how the workers in Krusty Burger mm. are as well. But it clearly wasn't. They were yeah. just... They just hated their lives. Isn't that such like a warped reality? Like, these people are working in like a, a fake... It's a parody. That's so true. It's a parody of fast food franchises but now it's actually a real fast food franchise that is kind of messed up when you think about yeah. it that's so weird but yeah continuing on with the episode um, the family arrive home to grandpa cradling Maggie and she's like wrapping the blanket and he's like oh look at her purring like a kitten and he opens it up and we see it's actually Snowball and Marge is like when last did you see Maggie he's like I, ch- I changed her diaper right before I put the cat out and we see the Snowball is <laughs> wearing a diaper <laughs> one of my favourite lines my favourite line for grandpa for sure in the episode so just, uh-oh, better ask Grandpa. He probably knows. <laughs> and then Ned arrives in with her saying, uh, heaven may have lost an angel, but uh, may not have lost an angel, but they certainly did. And uh, Homer's like, Flanders, I owe you one. And he's like, could you give me back my Allen wrench? Like, this guy names his tools. <laughs> uh, he says that they, they can take solace in knowing that God is protecting her uh, her baptized head. The marriage reveals that she was never baptized, which shocks Ned. Um, this is actually, actually, actually tracked, like, canonically as well, because you remember the episode where 
is in season seven where Ned takes the kids in from the family for witness protection. Oh yeah, and she finds out they or he finds out the kids were never baptized, and he tries to baptize Maggie at the end of it, but then Marriage yeah, takes yeah, him away. Yeah, so like it actually tracks that she she actually was not baptized. You know, I I, I like that. But uh, Marriage suggests doing it and uh, making Ned Godfather. But Ned, Ned says he can't do it because he's already got fired to 1,200 children. Um, Which is, it's rare. I, that seems like a little bit out of character. To be a Godfather to 1,200 kids? No, but I feel like he'd say yes. Oh, he would have said yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not against it because of what it, what it yeah, ends up setting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, he says to, to take this ping and when a position becomes available, um, it, 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 it'll go off. And then combo guy shows up with his girlfriend he's like this is for a baptism my wife is shinto and i worship the klingon faith of ba-a-a-a. we thought this was for tony rumors good night we got to homer and marriage in bed marriage can't stop thinking about how she was never baptized and she's kind of worried about it but homer assures her that um the belief is that she won't go to hell but that's up for debate she then has a dream where satan propels maggie to hell and um a freakish mouse is like directing them to arby's we see that the, the bullies are hanging from a ceiling and Bart's there with devil horns. We see that Milhouse is on his back. And Milhouse is like, no, you're the back. And Bart goes to hit him and Milhouse bites him back. And Marriage w- wakes up um, and says to Homer that um, they should make uh, P- Patty or, or Selma the godmother. Homer says that that couldn't solve one of them, but he wants to solve both of them. And she says that he needs to find uh, a godfather who's a practicing Christian and not the Christmas and Easter crowd. And Homer's like, lousy participating Protestants. I fall asleep in church every Sunday like a proper Christian. <laughs> I'm not religious anymore. That, 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 that used to be me. I used to be the Christmas and Easter crowd. Oh, like, that's me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You only win the like, special occasions where you feel like you have yeah. to. Filthy Protestant. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode. Homer arrives into Moe's. Um, and he turns off the TV. And Barry's like, hey, I wasn't watching that. He tells him of, like what, what he's doing, his intentions. And Lenny's like, aw. He has Maggie with her as well. And Lenny's like, aw, what a cutie. Let me give her a sip of beer. And Homer's like, Lenny's out. And he's like, if I'm out, then Carl's out too. And Carol's like, I'll decide who tells me I'm out. Mo? <laughs> Mo's like, you're out. So Homer, Mo's out. <laughs> uh, Bernie? We see Barney's passed out on the floor. Bernie's out. <laughs> Barney just goes, aww. <laughs> it's a great little bit. Uh, he goes to the police station considering trying out Wiggum. And Wiggum's like, well, I did do a great job raising Ralphie, so... And it cuts over to Ralph eating a dollar bill. And it's coming out of his nose, like shredding to pieces. Yeah, what a skill. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Actually quite impressive, to be fair. Maybe he did raise him well. <laughs> and then, obviously, Homer's like, Williams out. Um, and cuts him strolling with Maggie. He tells her they don't have to worry, as she still has many years left to live. And pan at the top of a building, we see Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> they drop a piano about to fall on top of... Maggie and Homer, and Harry's like, um, there's another avoidable debt you, you've gotten us into. <laughs> and um, Laurel's like, aww. And Fat Tony pushes them out of the way, uh, and Homer says to Fat Tony that he'd make an amazing godfather if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for what? <laughs> From this point onwards, they did not miss an opportunity to have an amazing mafia gag. There is just so oh, yeah, many good ones. Yeah. yeah, you can really tell. I'll, I'll get into a bit, more, a bit more of my review, but you can really tell that they're like fans of Mafia movies yeah. because there's just so many here. But yeah, um, 
uh, Tony says that he'd love to collect to to accept their offer. Homer says he 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 never offers. And he's like, didn't you? <laughs> See an FBI guy open up the back of a van. And he's like, he said I got it all on tape. Um, and uh, then Homer's like, I guess it'll be just like the movie The Godfather. Like, never heard of it. <laughs> well, he does exactly what you do, which is <laughs> his goons show up behind him. Um, and Homer's like, uh, run a successful business? <laughs> he sounds like a delightful fellow, this Godfather. I've seen Shark Tale and analyzed this. Is it something like that? <laughs> it's such a weird line. Because <laughs> it sounded like he was pretending not to know because it it's a mafia movie. Then he brings up two lesser yeah. known mafia movies. <laughs> So I guess he just doesn't know the Godfather. <laughs> we cut to Homer at the house and Marge is totally against it and says that Mr. Burns would even make a better Godfather than Fat Tony. And Homer says that he asked, but he asked Mr. Burns, but he's allergic to new baby smell. <laughs> I love Mr. Burns isn't even in this episode. And they manage to have a great Mr. Burns guy. Yeah. This goes to show what a great character he is. Uh, then uh, Tony calls in saying that he couldn't help but notice that they have an outdated baby chair uh, facing in the wrong direction. He's got a little clip of Homer driving and Maggie's in the back seat and the chair just falls out. <laughs> he stops the car and she's just like dangling from outside the window. Um, but he's, he shows him that he got them the Ferrari Protectorosa. It's like a really high quality baby chair. And also a new Lexus that he leased out in marriage's name uh, with a GPS that doesn't think it's better than you. <laughs> he, just, he turns it on and it's like, Sure, let's try it your way. He says he, he can get Maggie into any college they want as he knows enough gym teachers and Ivy League schools that he has in his back pocket. And uh, Marge and Homer agree to each other that they're going like, to just keep up a, a facade with Tony for as long as they have to. And um, what are you doing? Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to get my shoe on. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> just, how long am I going to just pretend that you're not playing with your shoe? <laughs> right, yeah. Alright, we're good, we're good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was struggling to get his shoes on for people who were confused about what was happening just yeah. there. Did your feet get bigger? <laughs> What's well, going on here? You know how like one of your feet is bigger than the other one by like a little bit. Is it actually a fact? Yeah, everyone has a one foot that's slightly bigger than the well, other. Well, there you go. There's a little yeah, fact. It's from... my left one and it's just a bit harder to get it's... on sometimes. Alright, there's a little fact from Sebastian Sang <laughs> there, guys. <laughs> but um, we didn't cut to Maggie getting baptized and we zoom in on Homer's face and he's like, I'm so proud of my little girl. We think he's referring to Maggie, and we see that he's just in front of the car. <laughs> he starts kissing the car. We then cut to them at dinner in Luigi's. Luigi asks if everything's okay, and Tony just stares him dead on. And he's like, oh, please answer, I'm going to die. He's like, ah, we're fine. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, great, I have some Parmesan. And he starts pouring it. And he, he's like going really fast. He's like, ah, my hand is having a heart attack. <laughs> and Tony introduces Maggie to the Bible. Uh, to one that his mom gave him uh, on his communion with a te- with a ten dollars that he never spent, <laughs> he takes ten dollars out and immediately gets burnt by a candle. <laughs> He's like, "Mama, <laughs> I love that." He obviously, it's a really wealthy family, and for his communion gift from his mom, he got a Bible and ten dollars. Um, he then shows Maggie the Virgin Mary, and he's like, "She's the only woman with the guts to get knocked up and be a virgin." <laughs> he then introduces her to. Um, Oh, sorry, before that, Lisa says that uh, Mary is practiced in traditional religion, not by Protestants, and uh, by traditional Christians, not Protestants. And Tony starts shouting at her in Italian. We don't even get subtitles for it. And Lisa just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> he then gives Maggie a statue of St. Delusia, the god of um, the, the god of learning how to speak. And she just starts sucking on it. And um, Mary says, maybe this could work out. And... 
Homer's like, you just enjoy driving in a safe car for once, don't you? And she's like, yes, yes, I do. Uh, for the family. Pauses for a second, super awkward. Yeah, oh my god, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, we then cut to, oh yeah, they're, they're just like taking the car for a spin. Uh, they open the doors and Bart's, Bart's like hanging from it as it opens up. And Homer's like, oh, I'll give it a go. But he's outside the car, so when he presses it, just hits him in the yeah. face. <laughs> just great little quick gag. Um, we then cut to the goons at the park with Maggie. <laughs> and Legs is like, I can't believe he's making us do this. And Louis like, I broke out of jail for this. <laughs> and then Gerald, the unibrow baby, um... Steals a shovel from Maggie and Legs goes after him and Louis like, careful, they got those shop teeth. <laughs> and um, they get really intimidated by two goons. So then every baby there gives Maggie their shovel and they're all clearly like really intimidated by her as well. Um, we then cut to Tony's house. He's looking after Maggie. Louis comes in telling Tony that the guy at the liquor store missed his payment again and uh, wants to know if they should whack him. And Tony's like, that's no way to talk in front of a baby. You, you give your mother the kiss of death with that mouth. <laughs> no great line. And then Louis's like, ah, should we give him a boo-boo and make him go night-night forever? <laughs> and Tony says to leave it off as he has to go to his Guido and me classes. <laughs> and um, he goes outside with Maggie and um, the three goons are saying that he's going soft and... Uh, and Johnny Titleist is like, oh, I don't think so. We see him singing to Maggie. <laughs> He's like, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Let me hotwire you a car. We'll change the plates. I know a guy. You'll be my little alibi. <laughs> you stole my heart, you little criminal. We didn't cut to like, his goons at like a, a big meeting Tony's in present and like the the head boss man says that he respects Tony too much not to kill him so he asks Johnny Titleist if he'll do it and Johnny Titleist is like oh, I, I, I don't want to do nothing to no one like, does that mean you want to do something to someone exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, we come back to the Simpsons house Marge is feeling guilty as Maggie looks different we see that she's dressed kind of like Snooky in Jersey Shore like a proper yeah. like you know like a mafia bride, basically. Um, but Homer says that they can't be terrible parents because they got her into the best preschool in, in the district. And Marge is like, the preschool for the performing arts? But there's a three-year waiting list. And she's like, morning classes or afternoon? Homer's like, morning. He's like, hmm. And Tony shows up and says that Homer has to go take a ride with him as he hasn't held up his end of the deal. And he's got a classic Homer. Mm. And we got to the... In the Lexus, he, like, throws the family out, and, um, he's basically just pissed off at them because they haven't been taking Maggie to church, and, um, he's like, no god daughter of mine is missing church on Sunday, and Homer's like, but I'm hungover, we wanted to go to the 1pm service, and Louis's like, they cancel it due to low attendance, <laughs> we got to them in church, Homer's asleep, and... <laughs> Tony wakes him up and Homer's like oh come on leave the priests asleep <laughs> Love Joyce is asleep at the altar um, we got them outside the service is over and Homer's like to marriage like, you, you, you were so right I was way out of my depth you need to bail us out and we're so freaking screwed she, she needs to bail them out like, 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 like they do in The Godfather and Marge is like I never saw past the wedding does anything happen after that that Carlos was a, was a delightful groom <laughs> and T Tony shows up and is like what are you talking about and he, Homer's like, ah, yeah, non-whacking matters. And um, Tony says that since he adores Maggie so much, he's um, taking the whole family to Itchy and Scratchy on Ice. And Homer's like, okay, okay, stall, stall. Uh, that sounds great. 
We didn't cut to a, a maternity wear shop that, that Tony is starting because he's so in love with Maggie. Um, he started his own maternity wear company. And he's like, it, it's called, um, what's the name here? Oh, Baby Bambinos, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. And he's like, this is the first business I ever owned where in the back room is more of the same. <laughs> he says it's his first ever legitimate, legitimate business. And Johnny Titleips, he, he walks away and Johnny Titleips says to the other goons that they'll... Um, whack him on Sunday and then Louis asks if they can change it to Saturday as he has a thing and Legs is like you move that around for another thing and he's like you don't know what I don't or Louis is like yeah you, you, you don't know what I got going on Joy Titus is like you don't know what I don't know <laughs> Because again, like, it's never missed a chance. Just, yeah. just, these delightful parodies, they're so funny, but you can also just tell that they clearly know. They've watched so many. They, it was so clearly our mafia, like Scorsese, Godfather, like just nerds for all those movies. Because they just clearly know this world so well. And because of that, the gags just feel so inspired. Um, we didn't cut to marriage home or Tony and Maggie yet at a, at a play school. We, we see um, Maggie has some like really nice jewellery and Marge and Omar are like where did, they get, where did she get that from and Tony's like it fell from a toddler's tricycle <laughs> and uh, Homer says to Tony that this, this isn't working and Tony's like excuse me for a second I forgot something <laughs> really intense music starts playing as he goes into the bathroom oh, like yeah. takes Classic. something out. <laughs> so good yeah. takes something out from the back and we're like oh what the hell is he going to get it's just a diaper <laughs> <laughs> so he, he goes back and he changes Maggie's diaper and he tells Homer that um, he's into the maternity wear company now and he wants them to give him one more day to prove that he's good for Maggie and Homer agrees and then he's like legs Louis dispose of this and he hands them the diaper he's like where no one can find it we didn't cut to them um, digging a hole by a harbour and they throw the diaper in and start shooting at it and legs is like no one will be looking for it now. <laughs> Louis like, you never forget that smell. <laughs> he blesses himself. Uh, we uncut to them at Itchy and Scratchy on Ice. We see like floats of itchy, scratchy, and an esophagus coming out. And, like really intense music is playing. We can we can tell like this is the place we were gonna whack Tony. Um a mafia guy hides a gun in a cotton candy. And then another guy is like riding a Zamboni and someone puts a gun in and one of the workers is like, take the gun, leave the Zamboni. <laughs> and we then see the family and Tony, the only people there um, <laughs> watching the show. And Marge asks, it's like a, a, a gigantic arena. And Marge asks where everyone else is. And um, Tony's like, from a suggestion from my men who only have my best interests at heart, I booked out the whole arena for my little Maggie. <laughs> and Lisa's like, no audience means no witnesses and then like itchy skates up to them he takes off his mask and we see his shiny tight lips and um he takes out a gun he's about to shoot Lou. he's about to shoot fat tony and then legs and louis show up and stop him and giant tight lips is like i i thought you two were helping me in this double cross <laughs> and louis like i'll never turn on tony he's my cousin i thought he was my cousin well he's somebody's cousin and in this world that's what counts then tony whacks johnny which like makes Maggie start crying and um, Tony's like no Maggie this isn't who I am and Maggie's like isn't it and he's like oh it is but it's not too late for you to, be, to for you to go straight and uh, he agrees to drop out of being her godfather and he's like maternity wear was a joke anyway uh, they they look but they don't buy <laughs> and uh, Marge hands him the keys to the to the SUV and uh, she, he tries to take it off her but she won't let go he's like I can't take the keys if you don't let go she's like let me just open, open it one more time and she opens it and just quick cuts it opening up and just <laughs> the mole man gets hit by it and of course he's happened to be sitting yeah, right in front of the car yeah it's perfect timing um 
And then he thanks Maggie for showing him that he has a softer side. I thought that was a nice way to close it out. I, I was like, obviously they have to get out of this somehow, but it, 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 it wouldn't have been earned if they just got out of it just by telling Tony that they don't... You know what I mean? There had to be some way to, for, oh, cool. for it to make sense. So I, I thought it was really sweet. It was just that he really liked Maggie, and so he didn't want her to go bad like he did. So his way of... The way of getting out of it was just that he didn't want to be her godfather anymore because he wanted to see Maggie grow up to be a good person. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. And finally, we just get like a little, a little tag of um, Legs and Louie digging again. And uh, Le- or Legs is like, it just keeps up on call HR. And Louie's like, you mean Harry the Rat? He's buried over there. <laughs> and uh, that concludes the episode. Very fun one. Really good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring this just back here because it's so hot. Um, I just need to... Fu- Oh, oh you just need to lie back. Okay, how was that? Does that have anything to do with no, being no. hot? <laughs> if, if, if the, the mic will cool you. It's like a fan. Yeah, like perfectly fine episode. Mm. Perfect, like just in the middle. Can't go wrong. They did nothing wrong with the episode. No, it was classic, like, it fun, was... like not anything special, but no, really, really enjoyable. Good quality, you know? Yeah. You know, threw in a character outside of the family. Oh, they really took advantage of um, that joining his gang, yeah, I thought. like, really episode. well written. Mm. Like, yeah, and it was just really good. And it was nice to see a character who's always really tough. Yeah, yeah. Side. Totally. Um, love the Godfather references. Of course. So I, I knew you'd like it for... Sebastian's a huge Mafia movie fan mm. for any, anyone who doesn't know that. I think Scorsese's probably your favourite director. He's up there anyway. No, my favourite, but yeah, he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I knew you'd like it for that reason because it's just like chock full of references to yeah. those movies. Um, so for that, I would give it a 7.5. 7.5? Cool. 5, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough for me. I gave it an 8. Um, I said, um, so funny. Great scene episode with the Mafia playing a lead role. You can tell the writers are all mafia movie nerds and they never waste the potential for a good gag at their expense. Uh, I like seeing a softer side to Tony, like you mentioned. I like the way the family got out of it in the end. The, the way they got, out of, they got out of it was for him wanting Maggie to stay pure and um, knowing that couldn't happen if she stayed in contact with him. It was just a nice little yeah. development to him as a character who's always like, you know, a complete tough guy with a hard edge you can't, that you can't break. It was just so sweet that, like, Maggie managed to do that, yeah, you know? Yeah, just a little baby, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, we've seen 30 years worth of this character as being a tough guy, so it was it was really refreshing, and a, a nice progression for Fat Tony to see him be a little bit softer. I, I think, I, I, I think the show does an amazing job of managing to keep all of its characters really fresh and interesting after all this time, but I think they really, really have managed to do such an amazing job with a gag that feels like it could be so one-note, just like a Springfield Mafia They've managed to keep it so fresh and so funny after yeah. all this time, you know? Like, this episode is this, a perfect example of yeah. that. There's so many great Mafia games. This could have been an episode 10 seasons ago. Oh, totally, like, yeah. It would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It was just, yeah, just gag-heavy. It had that classic feel to it. I was actually surprised to see that it was a Matt Selman episode because Matt Selman is a newer showrunner, whereas Al Jean's been on the show from day one. Usually his episodes kind of feel more like classic Simpsons, you know what I mean? But this is Matt Selman, so I was like, oh, cool, he kind of, he did an episode that mm. really feels more kind of like something that you would, it, something you would see in like the the one-digit seasons, like one to nine. Um, yeah, yeah, really enjoyable episode. I really liked it. Jumping into the news. Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News. Writer Ken Keeler recently spoke out in defense of the principal and the pauper. Do you know that episode? 
Which one? The one where you find out Principal Skinner's an imposter. Do you have not seen this episode? I feel like I have. This should be a Seb's classic soon. Maybe. <laughs> I, I assumed you would have seen it because we did we did um, City of New York versus Horror Simpson recently and Principal Pauper is the yeah. very next episode. Uh, I mean, sorry to spoil it for you, but I can't tell this news without it. Basically, in this episode, you find out that Principal Skinner's an imposter, that his name isn't really Seymour Skinner. I won't say much more than that, but like it's a controversial episode. It, it, it has divided hot opinion um, amongst fans. It's definitely the most controversial episode of the entire show. Uh, personally, I I did not like my first thought. It, it, it upset me. But in watching it in recent years, I've actually grown to really appreciate just how bold it is. It's such an experimental and different episode. But it, it's hotly like hated by many fans. Um, but the writer of the episode, Ken Keeler, recently spoke out in defense of it. Um, he said, I think it's the best episode of television I've ever written, and I'm very proud of it. Um, just for context of what else he's written, he also wrote Two Bad Neighbors. I mean, I'm glad he's, like... I admire he's, that. He's behind it. Yeah, I admire he's, that, he's yeah, yeah. It. Of him being, like, this uh, my favorite thing I've ever written. But, like, just, just to show you his, his resume, he's done some amazing episodes. He also wrote Two Bad Neighbors, which is the one where George Bush moves next door. Oh, yeah. Simpsons. That's and a great one. So yeah. good. And he wrote one of my favorite episodes of the whole show, The, Mis- the Mysterious Voyage of Homer, which is the one where he eats the chili. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. I mean, I think that episode's better than Principal the Pauper, but... Ken Keeler is entitled to his opinion. He also wrote two great Futurama episodes, Godfellas, which is the one where Bender gets lost in space and a community starts forming around his body. Have you seen much of Futurama? Not a lot. I've watched a fair bit. Yeah. This, this is a classic episode. And he also wrote The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings, which was originally the show's last episode before it got picked back up. And it's the one where um, back it's, uh, part, Fry, they're kind of similar characters, gets really good at... Um, Blamed the uh, clarinet and Leela falls in love with it. It was a beautiful. It, it it was written written to be the show's last, last episode. It's, it it could have been. It's such a beautiful episode. But he wrote all, all those episodes. So like that goes to show him saying as a big statement. That's mm-hmm. the favorite one that he wrote. He's written some amazing TV. Um, but he said that the episode was an experiment and that he feels he succeeded in it. He said it's it's one episode out of five million. We can try something different. And um, the episode is about people who like things exactly as they are, and when it aired, a community of people who like things exactly as they are got mad. It never seems to have occurred to anyone that this, this episode is about the people who hate it. <laughs> it's a very interesting point. I never even thought about it that way. That's exactly what it is. It's like... Do you mind me spoiling the episode for you a little no, bit? No, no, of course not. So yeah, in the episode you find out Principal Skinner is an imposter, and at the very end, they just decide to turn a blind eye to it, and just go back to him just being Principal Skinner, basically. Um... So it's, 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 it's also, I never thought about that way. It was like it's like it's like the fan base. Springfield yeah. is the Simpsons fan base in that episode because they're always being like, "Let's Literally. pretend this never happened," you know. So that's such a good point. I, I never saw it that way. That's exactly what it is. Because even though I I do like the episode, I will admit that I do kind of pretend it didn't happen either. I pretend that Principal Skinner I'm is Principal sure Skinner. Do, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like we're just, we're gaslighting ourselves. <laughs> the episode never happened. Um, but yeah, that concludes that piece. One more piece of news. Not entirely Simpsons related, but kind of. Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa, uh, got married last weekend to a former detective named Dan Grice, um, who she also hosts her podcast with called Small, Small Town Dicks, um, which is a, a, tr- a true crime podcast. Um, I listened to a bit of it one time, and her voice is very similar to Lisa's. It's very jarring hearing right, Lisa Simpson okay, talk yeah. about you know, like Lisa Simpson homicides. Doing a crime podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very weird. But um, I didn't write it all down because it was too much but the story of how they met is really sweet and it is Simpsons related um, is they were doing like an event for the show's 25th anniversary and 
so Mac Rainey grew up in Oregon, and there's a Springfield in Oregon. So people kind of say like, we, we never find out what state this, this, the Simpsons is in. People always kind of say like, oh, if it's any state, it has to be Oregon because that's where Mac Rainey grew up, and there's a Springfield close to him. Um, so they wanted to do, do like a big um, ceremony there for it, and they asked Yardley Smith to go to it. She really didn't want to go, but she got talked into it. This detective was asked to just like watch over the event and make sure no one gets up to anything. He wasn't very keen on going to the event either because it sounded like too easy and not challenging for him. Um, but basically, they both were just made to go to the event by yeah. like, yeah, he's probably by Sim- her Simpsons um, producers and this guy by the his higher-ups in the police station or whatever. So it was just kind of sweet. It's like both of them didn't want to go there. They both ended up going and ended up meeting each other. I just thought yeah. it was kind of a sweet story. They, they both didn't want to and the yeah, end of, and then that ended up happening the end of falling in love yeah i was, i know maybe kind of hopeful in a, in a weird way because it was also the thing that yardy smith was apparently married before and had a really kind of bad divorce and so she was like i i, I, I never want to fall in love again and this guy was had been very also had another marriage and had been very much like i'm focusing on my career now and I'm, 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 I'm not looking to date anyone again so yeah didn't want to go there didn't want to fall in love and you know, just completely circumstantially. That's how it happens. Uh, yeah, yeah, and now they got married and they're running a podcast here. I, I, I thought it was a really beautiful, inspiring story. Slight, slightly Simpsons related. Um, but yeah, jumping into Seb's classics. Yeah. I did the 10th episode of the 10th season. Oh, nice. You know the exact um, number, yeah. Fever, Ned Flanders. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was great. And it was, you know, it's so good seeing Ned's just, yeah yeah going um, wild and I, I love i love like how that my, my favorite scenes is just before it like cuts to just them being hung over yeah is when like homer's ordering loads of cocktails and it's like uh, a version no no no, no. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, and, <laughs> and then she's like a wine spritzer a wa- wine spritzer <laughs> like that's such a yeah. bold drink like, it's a crazy drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then obviously this episode is most remembered for like you know in terms of like controversial crazy things that happened on the show Ned and Tomer get married while yeah. on their drunken binge like <laughs> I had a feeling of fear and loathing in Las Vegas reference was gonna be in there somewhere and it was Hunter S. Thompson yeah. coming out of um, while they're on the way into Las Vegas he comes out and it's yeah. like that was a good trip right yeah too many kids which is apparently a thing that in recent years more people have been going to Las Vegas on like family holidays. Like apparently in the nineties, you'd never no, see a kid no, there, no, no. but it happens more often now, which is insane to me. But maybe it's yeah, gotten more it's, family it's friendly. An adult place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It still I mean, should be. It's a fucking. It's casinos. literally a place where you go to gamble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My dad went to Las Vegas. I don't think anyone really goes to Vegas to do anything else. No, to no. Frank and gamble and be yeah. crazy. Yeah. My dad went to Las Vegas and he has some crazy stories from the literally I was gonna for a weekend, but crazy stories just from that weekend. Like when you go in there, they have the place air conditioned so that when you're drinking you don't get as drunk, so you keep drinking. Yeah. Um and they also don't have clocks anywhere, so you you don't have an idea of the time. Yeah. yeah, it's insane, so you keep gambling. Um, yeah, speaking of the gambling, I love the bit with Gil, and he, he loses, and he's like, oh, I really should have banned the company payroll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm screwed. That was good. <laughs> really um, funny. And then, obviously, I, I love the progression at the start, where he realizes his life's going downhill, so he's, why are you shutting the door? There's a wind coming in. Um, where he realizes his life's going downhill, and then so he's like, he comes to the, the dinner table in the kitchen, and he's like, 
what if I sit like this and turn the chair around? <laughs> and his mustache is all yeah. scruffy eating groomers. <laughs> so good. We found out he's 60 in this episode as well. Yeah, that, which was, was, that was cool. A fun little detail, yeah. And they're all like, they're all like, how the hell do you do it? And um, <laughs> Mo's like, it's a holy water, right? Definitely the holy water. And he pours holy water on his face. He's like, ah, it burns. It's <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And also, I, I love the little bit of continuity at the start of this episode when we see that Burton's Casino is getting burnt down. And, um, Manage like, remember when this place opened up? We were all so excited about it. And then Lisa's like, um, I'm surprised they even brought it over when we, we moved the town. And I was like, you see what happened there? And they just cut him off. Yeah. But that was like that was like two pieces of continuity that they threw in that I just really appreciate. Like, just letting us know that all these episodes do connect in some yeah, way, you know? Because cool. literally, like, Burns Casino's from season four. The moving the town's in the season nine episode where Homer becomes a trash man. He says putting trash underneath the ground so they have yeah. to move the whole town over so I just like the you know the, the like I said, all these things did happen um, um, and obviously <laughs> yeah they ended up marrying to Ginger and Amber yeah, yeah the two cocktail waitresses um, <laughs> Homer's all of Homer's like bits his response to being with these <laughs> to getting married is just so funny one of my favourites of the whole episode is when he's like Imagine what it could be like to have two wives. And we think it's going to, if we think it's going to be like a really dirty fantasy. But it's just like marriage is chopping wood and Amber is... Oh, she's just cleaning something, I think. Yeah. And we're just like lying down on the poncho. And marriage is like, you know, Homer, there's a lot more you can do with two wives. He's like, get back to chopping. <laughs> in his fantasy, a beer comes over, uh, a bee comes over and stings him on the nose. And it cuts out and he's like, oh my God, that stings. Like, we yeah. got to get out of this. <laughs> I love that bit. That's the way. There, there were so many like really silly jokes, but actually were like smart at That's the same so time. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was just like five minutes of like, chasing scene which sort of looked like it was from like scooby-doo or something <laughs> yeah. it's so good people las vegas is playing over it and then it sort of like very abruptly ends but in a good way in, oh in, like a really good way no honestly know? just ending i think is one of my favorite endings yeah. of the whole show <laughs> they're walking away and like they're trying to come up with a backstory to tell their wives and homer's like I was like, okay, so we were out buying gifts for our wives, and it's like, what's the occasion? Because we loved them, dummy. Like, okay, it's like, and 100 million spaceships showed up as we came out of the mall, and that's like, oh, come on, Homer. Like, okay, okay, 50 spaceships. And, and then they, they took us up, and they started gang probing you. But I came up with the most insane invention ever, and it frightened them so much, they sent us back. And that's like, do I really have to be gang probed? And he's like, well, do you want us to tell our wives the truth? And I'm like, well, okay. What, 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 what do the aliens look like? It's like, I never really saw them. I only saw the back of them because of how much they were gang probing you. Yeah. And while this dialogue is happening, these two falcons show up, and yeah. they're just staring at Ned and Homer. And the credits come up, we just hear Homer going, Oh, hello, little birdies. Oh, my God, my eyes. <laughs> just a great. They've already been so unlucky. And they just get attacked by but, falcons. Yeah. It's so good. Like, the, the as in, the, it was a very abrupt ending to, like, the marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, like... Because it, they weren't staying true to their vows. They just got kicked out of Las Vegas. Perfectly. I'm glad they didn't go back to Springfield. It's just, like, that was it, them going home. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, them walking in the desert. Um... I don't think it's anything special. Mm. I'll be honest. I, I really enjoyed the episode, but I wouldn't say it's anything special. I just yeah. thought I chose very, it very because fun one. I just really, I thought it was cool that we got another side of Flanders. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's out there. It's, it's a different episode, and for sure. Yeah, I think I'd give it an eight point five. Eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah, so lower than the normal classic scores, but, but it's still a really good. good. Episode, it's still yeah, really, um, really good. I think I'd give it. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think I give it 8.5. Like, I gave Mr. Plow a 9 last week. I, I wouldn't put it near Mr. Plow. So, yeah, I, I think 8.5 is, is, is about right. And uh, I don't want to spoil next week's, but I oh. was thinking of doing the episode that people think ruined Homer Simpson. The Max Power one? What's it called? Is it the Max Power one? Homer to the Max? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That could be a... I like that episode. I don't, I don't agree with interesting those. interesting to... Discussion to, to have. Yeah. yeah, I don't agree with that the points that, that people make about uh, yeah. that at all but um, that'd be an interesting one to do for sure um, there was one more funny bit in the episode I wanted to mention before we go on but I, it's left my brain now oh it's a bit where he's they're, they're trying to get out of it and Homer's like please listen Ginger honey and and that's like Ginger's my wife yeah. and he's like oh yeah. and Amber looks really upset he's like sorry sweetie <laughs> oh and the bit where they show them out at the end out of Las Vegas and Homer's like but Amber honey I can change and that's like Homer stop it <laughs> it's like he doesn't quite understand yeah. that they that they gotta get out of jail free card like it's like he wants to make the marriage work <laughs> so good but yeah yeah 8.5 is, is just about right um, getting into my impressions um, so I said obviously I have to do Fat Tony so as usual it's four quotes one is not Fat Tony um, tell me what it is well one isn't even so first one a murder what's a murder uh, as you can see they like to talk when they should listen uh, I like the cat he hates Mondays we can all relate and finally Sadly, my Anna Maria was whacked by natural causes. Uh, I'm going to say the first one. The first one? Murder? What's a murder? Yeah. No, is uh, as you can see, they like to talk when they should listen. Uh, yeah, who was that? Don Corleone. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was clever. Uh, I, tried, I tried to find the funniest thing that he said. He doesn't say many funny things, but no. I thought that was a funny line. So I think that's something that Fat Tony would say. Um, but yeah, continuing on with a bit of trivia, and then... The quiz. So yeah, the piece of trivia. Uh, I, I actually just came across this trivia by accident. Uh, coincidentally, I, I didn't find it because of this episode, but it, it connected perfectly. Coincidentally. Quiz, coincidentally, kind of a pun. If it wasn't so hard to pronounce. It is a quiz essential piece of trivia. I'm going to kill myself after this podcast. <laughs> but the piece of trivia is the character... I literally was just watching one of those Simpsons theory videos and she mentioned this. I was like, oh, this is a perfect one for to mention in this week's podcast. Um, is the character of Johnny Tightlips is inspired by a real-life mafioso from the 50s who is known as Frank Tightlips. Um, Frank Tightlips uh, Gusenberg. He was shot down... So this is a real thing that happened in the 50s. He was shot down at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago... And as he fell to his death, a police officer ran up to him. This police officer noted that that um, Frank Titus' final words were, Nobody shot me. Right. Okay. He really said this, nobody shot me. Like, he didn't want to get anyone in trouble, even though he was dying. Yeah. Like, why would you care? It's just so perfect. It's like, that's how much of a tight lips he was. That's that he, crazy. That even falling to his death, he like, didn't want to reveal anything. <laughs> nobody shot me. That's literally like a Simpsons gag. Like, it's so perfect. <laughs> it happened in real life. Um, so this piece of trivia, I, I, I found as well. I, I found this one, so I was like, I should have another mafia related piece of trivia so fat tony's design was modeled after goodfellas actor uh, paul servino uh, actor joe mantania who plays fat tony says that he based he based his voice for fat tony off his uncle willie who was a long-standing cigarette smoker 
which okay. makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, I thought those two really interesting pieces of, of trivia related to the, the the Springfield Mafia. Anyhow, jumping into the quiz as always. Um, and what we got five five to beat. It's, it's still it has been for many many weeks. Yeah. Five out of ten is still a score to beat. Um, let's see how we do. Number one, who is the founder of Springfield? The founder of Springfield. Yeah. Um, I feel like I got this before. Um, Maybe. I don't think you did. <laughs> I definitely asked this before. Jeremiah Springfield? Evergreen? No. The same with you, where they live. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's Jebediah. I don't think I'll oh, yeah, wow, okay. count Jeremiah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what does the J stand for in Homer J. Simpson? Jojo. No, mm. no, no, no. That's, That's Barrett, else. yeah. Um, Jerry. Mm. Damn, I thought you remember. I don't know. It's Jay. Damn it. <laughs> um, number three, what's the name of Springfield's rival town? Um, I should know. Yeah, um, you remember the classic Lemon yeah, Tree episode. Lemon, lemon of Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, God, completely <laughs> skipped my mind. Like, I know. Yeah. I can't remember. No. I really can't. Give up. Yeah. Shelbyville. <laughs> uh, number four, who voices Homer's brother, Powell? Herb Powell, should I say? Danny DeVito. Hey, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, number five. Homer's bowling team, Pin Pals, consisted of what members? So I'll give you a point if you get two, and two points if you get all three of them. Obviously, Homer doesn't count. <laughs> um, Mo. Yeah. Um, Barney. No, Apu. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, Mr. Burns, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um and well i um, mean that's what i accept lenny no <laughs> you were you were doing well there you should have quit uh, while you were ahead <laughs> but you I'm, I'm gonna give you two points you said three of them okay well, no. well like what happens in the episode is it's it's originally homer apu mo yeah. and otto yeah but then they kick otto yeah. out in favor of mr burns even though he's a terrible bowler as <laughs> you remember it's like Otto's like he's using the teddy machine because he really wants to win like a, a particular teddy and just the that teddy falling onto the machine makes Mr. Burns score a strike <laughs> because the ball moves so slowly because he just throws it I actually tried that bowling once to see would it be any good I, I, oh, I tried the Mr. Burns so. bowling approach and everyone was so annoyed at me I remember it was like one of my one of my cousin's birthday parodies I just had to see what would happen um, anyway yeah, yeah you got two points there so very good um, number six, what's the name of Mr. Burns' son? Uh, I do not remember. No, Larry. Larry, okay. I bet you don't know the iconic comedian who voiced him either. No. Ronnie Dangerfield, he's so good. That's one of my favorite episodes. He's so good in that parish. Um, number seven, in the first episode, how does the family go broke and lose uh, all their Christmas savings? Um. The very first episode of the show. Homer gambles it. No. Um... Early season summer wouldn't wouldn't do that. He becomes redundant. No. They get robbed. Nope. No, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Barrett gets a tattoo, so they they they, they lose all their money paying for the laser surgery to get rid of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, number eight. What was Bat's first word? I I feel like. Is it Icarumba? Yes. Yeah. Nice. It was going to yeah. be Icarumba eat my shorts, wasn't it? It was Icarumba. He walks in them having sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine. What catchphrase from the show is in the Oxford Dictionary? It's not dull. 
It is dough. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, no way. <laughs> no, dough is in the author dictionary, yeah. Because of the show. Yeah. Like, not, not before the show, obviously. And number 10, the character... I don't even get this one, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is mean. The character Robert Twilliger is better known as what? Um, is this, like, really out there? Not re- I mean, I guess, like, a layman's if this fan probably would know it. But, like, Robert Twilliger is a character in the show, but he's better known as something else. Think of the characters who don't have a normal name, and think of the name Robert. This is this is this is as giving as I'm going to be. <laughs> is it Principal Skinner? No, Robert. Think of Rob can be shortened too. Yeah, Rob or Bob. Um, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Rob. Bob. <laughs> um, I've let this one go on for two You're long. saying it! Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, I, I, was, I was a little helpful there, but I'm going to give it to you because I was really rooting for you to finally... I didn't get it from your like signals, though. I just was thinking okay, good. in my head, Bob. You kept saying Bob, and I was like, oh my god, you're saying it! <laughs> yes, Robert Twilliger is Sideshow Bob. Um, well, congratulations! Six out of ten! Yes! You finally because have a the bowling one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you got two points in that one. Exactly. Six out of ten. Congrats. You finally beat your own score. Yes. So now six out of ten is the score to beat. So you, you, you're progressing. You're yeah. getting, you're getting, getting better. better and better. You're, getting, you're becoming a bigger fan. See, this is what the podcast is all about. It's trying to, trying to convert people to my obsession, <laughs> basically. So congratulations. Well, six out of ten. Like, uh, a much more satisfying score. It sounds it means like you got a, more wrong than you did right. Sorry, more right than you did wrong. You make it sound like um, a cult. Yeah, like a cult. I know. <laughs> it is a cult, man. <laughs> They're all slowly going to join us. It's actually a front of Scientology. Nice. Probably shouldn't have told you guys that. I'll definitely cut that out. But <laughs> that concludes it. Thank you guys as always for listening. And um, as always, don't. As always, eat my shorts, you pricks.